You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. That when the, I got the, I was raised in church. Any uh, any church rats in here? You know, raised in church, fell asleep on the pews. You know what I mean? Got left at church once or twice. You know what I'm talking about? Grew up watching Salty, Carmen. Uh, let's see, what are the other? Uh, uh, McGee and me. Any McGee and me people? Oh, oh, OG baby. Okay, so you get it. Okay, you get it. You grew up, grew up in church, and nothing wrong with that at all. Thank you, Jesus, that I was exposed to the Word of God and heard the Word of God, but I did not grow up in a Spirit-filled church. And so I'm thankful for the foundation because when the Word is put out there, it, it has seed in it just from the reading of it. So I was exposed to the Word, and I'm so thankful for that. But when I got the Holy Spirit, this whole Christianity thing just flipped upside down, man. Like, like, like it got way different. And I, and I got, my experience with the Holy Spirit was a rollout. Okay. I had, I, cause I, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and then four years later learned, or no, three years later learned that I had been baptized in the Holy Spirit. It just happened, uh, because I was so, uh, I was hungry. In fact, I would say he touched me even before then. So there was this, uh, I learned after the fact a little bit what had happened to me. And, but once I learned what I had access to, I was a, honestly a little bit angry because I had gone quite a few years being able to pray in tongues and not knowing how to use that. I had gone quite a few years uh, having the Holy Spirit and being able to get a word of knowledge for somebody and being able to pray for people and actually see healing, and I didn't even know I had access to that. It's like having an ATM card with a bank account and you didn't know you had a couple million dollars in there, but you just it's just taking up wallet space. Okay, that's a Christian without the Holy Spirit. We have access to heaven on earth. That's what Jesus said to pray. Pray that heaven on heaven on earth as it is in heaven. That's our job, but we can't do that without the Holy Spirit. So let me briefly uh, just tell you the story of the exposure and what it did in my life. And then I've just got a few scriptures here to lay the foundation. And then I just want you to get ready. We're going to pray tonight. Now, if you're already baptized in the Holy Spirit and you've got that, um, we're going to ask for a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost. Okay, we're going to go for extra. If you're like I was, you know, walking into uh, a Spirit-filled church first time going, what in the heck are they talking about right now? You know, I've read about it in the Bible, but I didn't know we were actually supposed to talk about that guy. Like, I just thought it was like a kind of like this feeling or this thing. No, he's a person. He's a person. And he's a person that wants to invade your life. All right, so my experience with the Holy Spirit. I got, I, I, was, I was in high school. I was going into high school, and uh, I had this agenda on my mind. I had been homeschooled up until high school, which I'm a very social kid, and I you know, I played a lot of sports, did a lot of things, but I couldn't wait to get to high school. And I had an agenda. The agenda was football, girls, party. Okay? That was the agenda. I wasn't going to get an education. I'd pretty much, like, learned everything was reviewed, to be honest. That's one thing about homeschool. I, like, would already have learned a lot of that stuff. I was going there for three reasons, okay? In no particular order. I just wanted all three. Uh, <laughs> and I went to this 
this summer camp, and I got, I got saved. And, and I got saved off of Revelations 3, and it said, hey, I don't like lukewarm, either be cold or hot. Because I was wanting that, but I grew up in church, so I was like, I'll still, I got, I'll go to church on Sunday, got you, Jesus. But he's like, I'm not going to tolerate that. And God, the presence of God came in. It was like I saw two doors. I saw a door, my agenda. I knew everything that was going to be in there. I knew what it was going to look like. And then I saw this door that was cracked open, and all I knew that there was something awesome back there, but I had no clue what it was. And it was a little scary. But, but I chose that door, and I begin just consuming my Bible. I, I, at a young age, I just I got obsessed when I said yes to Jesus. And I started reading about tongues and the Holy Spirit and all that. And so casually, I'm not even like, not even like, I was like, God, that's cool. Like, I'm down for that if, if you want. That was literally, that was the amount of faith I had for that moment. So I go to church I think I was about 15 at the time. I go to church and the worship's playing and I'm kind of trying to get into it. And I've been trying to live my life right with Jesus. I've been, you know, just doing the best you can at 15. I got a lot of grace for teenagers. You got more testosterone than an elephant needs. You know, like it's just, it's crazy, right? So I'm doing my best. And then the worship's playing and I feel my tongue moving in my mouth. I'm like, hey, chill, man. Like, <laughs> and, and I could stop it if I wanted but if I wasn't paying attention, it was moving around in my mouth during worship. And I didn't know what was going on. So eventually, after like all the songs, I, I asked my youth pastor, I'm like, hey, dude, like, am I okay? And <laughs> he's like, and, and you know, we were all like in a not super spirit-filled church. He's like, dude, I think you're getting the gift of tongues. Put some, put some language behind that. And so I did. And it was like weird and cool and I didn't understand and I, I had some control over it. You know, I could stop and go. It wasn't like I was inhabited and I couldn't even, you know, I had, it wasn't, I just, I'm, I'm teaching you right now, like, but I, w I had access to it. But the interesting thing is when I started to pray in tongues, after church, we used to have like a high school, like little Bible study uh, right after church and we get to the Bible study and I open my Bible and poof, I start weeping. I'm not even reading. I just open it and I'm crying. I'm like, whoa, I close it, you know, and I'm good. <laughs> whoa, there's girls here, you know. But it's a Bible study, so I'm like, don't open it. Don't. And it's like, Matt, would you read this? Okay. <laughs> this went on. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I started opening that Bible, and once I did, it was like I couldn't stop crying for almost an entire day. I went to sleep in tears, but they, I wasn't sad. There was just my soul was like overwhelmed. Now, here's the, the caveat to the story. I began to feel this passion for my school. Now, I grew up in a small little country town called Oakdale, California. Our sign, met my wife there, she owned a herd of cows. That's how country we were. She owned a herd of cows when we got married, okay? So I was born in the Bay Area, so I was like the cool transplant kid, you know, but uh, not really, actually. <laughs> I, didn't, I was like, uh, I'm not, I didn't own that very often, but uh, so at that time, our youth group and our, and our little church was five or seven kids. You were in it. Lauren was in it, by the way. Was it five? Remember our first youth group? I think it was five. Okay, so seven. Very, that, our youth group was seven kids at the start. In that time, from the Holy Spirit, he didn't just hit me. He started hitting my wife. Got my wife even worse, man. She was, she was freaking me out. Uh, he started getting people in, in, in our youth group. And we saw, I didn't know what it was at the time, but we saw a revival on our high school. 
We had, we had a town that had one high school of maybe like a thousand, a little over a thousand kids. Our youth ministry, by the time we were seniors, had 120 high schoolers going. We had 10% of the high school students in. I'm talking to are my youth over here still. Let's go, youth. What would 10% of Salt Lake County look like here in this youth ministry right now? I want you to think about it, okay? Because it's possible. I've seen it happen. I mean, it was popping. The youth ministry was popping. And not only that, but the, the church across the street, the little church across the street, they had 120 kids. And the other church, there had eight. I mean, we had a revival going at our school. We had a nickname, man. Like the, the partiers that I had wanted to be a part of their crowd called us the God Squad. But, I mean, they were outnumbered at our school this year. We would have, we would have joint youth rallies with all the youth groups in town and have three, 400 kids show up to these things. All because now I know the Holy Spirit was showing up in our school. Why do I share that? Because tonight when we're praying for the Holy Spirit, it's awesome to have the Holy Spirit, by the way. He can give you courage. He can help you at work. He can tell you what to pray when you don't know what to pray. I mean, I probably never get up here by about the second or third song. I'm praying in tongues because I'm just like, God, I need your help. And he shows up. He shows up. So we have access to the Holy Spirit because he loves us and he helps us. But the Holy Spirit in our life is meant to be a gift that we freely give. That we freely give. Not weird either, man. You know, I think he gets a bad rap from maybe some television and all that or whatever. But he's not weird. He will just nail it. He will nail it. He'll give you a word for somebody and it will just nail it. So that's why we want the Holy Spirit, because our faith and our walk gets a whole lot easier, and it gets a whole lot more fun. It gets exciting. So we want the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. If you're questioning, like, oh, do I really want that? Listen, Matthew 7, uh, 7 11 says this, 7 11, right? This is where all the good gifts are. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? Okay, the Holy Spirit is not a, a, uh, like a Boy Scout badge that you get because you learned how to make a fire with two sticks, okay? It's not something you earn. It's a gift. And it's, not something, it's something that Jesus paid the price so we could have. So to come up here and expect that you're going to get hit with the Holy Spirit because, oh, man, I was really good this week. I only said two cuss words this whole week, so I probably am going to get the Holy Spirit. That's not how it works. That's not how it works, okay? How it works is that God has a gift he wants to give you, and he'll fix that stuff that you think you would disqualify you from getting the gift. All right, so why do we need the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit helps us fulfill our God-given calling and purpose. Let me tell you this. This is the honest truth. You cannot fulfill your purpose God had for you without the Holy Spirit to its full potential. You can, you can love Jesus, and, and, but, and, and when you're operating the Holy Spirit, that's how you fulfill the full potential that God put in your life. We're called to be naturally supernatural, okay? Um, I'm going to skip that just for time, sorry. Our mission, I want to I put this in. The reason we need the Holy Spirit is our mission is not to create awareness about Jesus, that's not our mission. We are not called to make awareness. We are called to create an experience with God. We're called, yeah, that, thank you, Tony. That was a good point. Thank you. That's good preaching. <laughs> she gets it, yeah. 
you know, I was raised in my Christianity and my religiosity that the, the badge of honor was just making awareness. You know, how many, how many people could you walk up to inconvenience and awkwardly, like, try to make a weird conversation and then be like, can I tell you about Jesus? And there's like, I was just trying to buy milk, you know, like, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I appreciate the passion and the fervor. I, I, I was like that at high school until I got the Holy Spirit. I mean, I was just like, I, I will tell anybody and everybody, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. But when the Holy Spirit comes in, you can walk by somebody getting milk. And I'll say, hey, tell them right now that I love them and that I heard them and that the change is coming. And you're like, okay, well, that's kind of specific. God, what if they're not looking for a change? What if they weren't asking? Anybody? But you'll go up and you'll have that faith. And you'll say it, and it's just milk drops, tears come down. They're like, where do you go to church? God, come with me. Let's go to church. It's that easy when we have the Holy Spirit. It becomes that easy. People will see also the blessing of God on your life. He can give you a download for the right business move, the right business deal. And they'll see the blessing of God on your life, and they'll go, you know, to to Tony's house, and they'll go, I don't know what she's drinking, but I'll have two sips of it, please. You know, because they're going to see the blessing of God on your life. Our lives operate out of the overflow when we have the Holy Spirit. And finally, when we get the Holy Spirit, we get empowered. We get empowered to freely give. We can heal the sick. We can raise the dead. We can cleanse the lepers. I haven't met very many lepers in my walk so far, but if they show up, we can do it. But I'll tell you what is, in my opinion, the leprosy of our generation, <laughs> depression and anxiety. Mental disorder, mental health. How's your mental health? Mental health check. And I, I get sick of the radio and I, all these like hotlines to call mental health. I mean, I appreciate they're trying to help people, but they need the Holy Spirit. They need the power of God. So what does being baptized in the Holy Spirit look like? The tangible effects and size of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, one of, one of, if not the most obvious one, is the gift of tongues. And, I, and the gift of tongues is so amazing, guys. The Bible says that when we don't know what to pray, we can pray a perfect prayer by praying in the gift of tongues. See, our, the prayers of, uh, our, uh, our prayers are effective and powerful, the Bible says. But sometimes we're... Our prayers, we don't know how to pray for a situation. That's when you can just access and say, hey, I don't know, but the Holy Spirit knows. And he's got a game plan. He's got resources in heaven. So we begin to pray in the Spirit. So you can get your prayer life dialed. I've met so many people like, oh, man, I, I want to go to men's prayer. I should try to go. But, man, just, what if they ask me to pray out loud? I don't like praying out loud, you know. Tongues fixes all of it. You don't got to worry about what you're saying. Okay? And you'll find that as you pray more in tongues, it gets in your spirit. It's almost like a reverse osmosis, and all of a sudden you'll start praying in English. You'll be like, where'd that come from? You're like, I I've had times I was praying, and I was like, that's good. I don't even know where I got that, you know, because the Holy Spirit has been building me up with tongues. For if we pray in tongues, this is 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if we pray in tongues... My spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. There's, there's just a power in that. So we want to be able to pray in, in tongues, and that is a sign. And tonight, I'm going to believe for that. I'm going to believe that if you do not have a spiritual prayer language, that as we open up this altar, that you are going to encounter that. 
And I just want to encourage you, like me, I think God is so good that my gift came before someone taught me about it. But I just was praying, God, I just want everything you have. I just want all of you. And I promise you, if it came from God, it's not bad. It's not bad. If you grew up in, in like, kind of the church I grew up in where we didn't talk about it and I had heard people say, like, oh, that was for the past or, you know, it's only appropriate if there's an interpretation, you know. Like, I'd get all this stuff, and that's fine. If I got up here and did 35 minutes of praying in tongues and I was supposed to be edifying you guys, there should be probably interpretation. That would be really helpful for me, not really helpful for you, right? So there's a time and a place for that, but... Uh, Peter, or Paul says that he prays in tongues more than all that. So he, he addresses that issue and says there's, there's a difference between a public prayer in tongues that would have an interpretation. But when I'm praying in tongues, I'm not talking to you. You know what I mean? I, so if I'm talking to you in tongues, there should be an interpretation. But if I'm talking to God, he knows what I'm saying. So tongues is an awesome gift. It's not weird. You have control over it. I just want to, like, I, I, some people I feel like, they're, like, worried, like, man, if I get tongues, will I ever speak in English again? No, it's not like that. <laughs> you have total control over it. You have, you can, you can, but sometimes it will rise up and you'll want to, you know, but uh, the bottom line is that it doesn't, you're not going to be inhabited, I guess is the word. <laughs> when you pray the power of the Holy Spirit uh, in tongues, you release you can tap into what heaven wants to pray over the situation. See, your marriage is on the rocks right now, and you're banging your head against the wall because you're like, I don't, I don't know what they want from me, right? I don't know what to do. Begin to pray in tongues over your marriage. You're praying tongues over your finances. You pray in tongues, and you'll see a shift because you are declaring what God wants to say, but you're declaring it direct download from the Holy Spirit. So praying in tongues edifies and builds our spirit. Praying in tongues is a direct communication with the Spirit. You know, have you ever had a day where you just wake up and you can't figure out why you're just woke up, uh, we call it waking up on the wrong side of the bed? You know what I mean? You're just like, man, everything bugs me today. The way that person's breathing bugs me. That preacher's shirt bugs me today, you know? <laughs> the volume on the music, it bugs me, you know? And the only thing I've ever found that can break that instantly is that praying in tongues. It's a reset of the soul, reset of the spirit. And so I think I've communicated that it's a gift and that it helps us and that we want it and that you can access it for free. And listen, it's, it's not just tongues. The baptizing the Holy Spirit comes with a passion and a fire to see God move. It becomes easier to walk out this walk of faith. In fact, it becomes possible to do what God has made you to do. So if you're, if you're in here today and you're like, man, I've been trying to do this church thing. I've been trying to do this God thing. I've been trying to do this Christianity thing, but I, I'm in this cycle. I'm in this rut. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night to let the Holy Spirit step in. And it's really easy. First, it's a gift given to God's children. So if you don't know Jesus, or maybe you kind of did, but 
but you've never really just given your full life to Jesus, that's step number one. And then step number two is asking. Asking him for his Holy Spirit. It's a two-step process, okay? You're not going to find very many self-help books that have less steps than that. (laughs) And so real quick, we're going to bow our heads, and I'm just going to allow us to get right. If you're in the room tonight, and you're far from Jesus, meaning like you did walk with him, but you you literally just came off a season where you said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. And you need to come back to Jesus. I'm going to pray with you. And then if you're in the room tonight and you don't really know Jesus, you came to church, you've heard a few things, but you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life and asked him to forgive you of your sins, I want to pray with you. And so every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're one of those two people, I'm just going to have you raise your hand so I know who I'm praying for, and then we're going to pray real quick, and then we're going to get into uh, asking the Holy Spirit to fill people. So anybody in this room that either you need to ask Jesus into your heart or you just need to get right because you've walked away and you know you need to get right with him. Anybody? Don't be shy. This is a safe room. Thank you. Very thank you. Thank you for your boldness. Once I've seen your hand, you can put it down. Thank you. This is a safe place right here, man. Just so you guys know, everyone in this room, we all, we've all we all done that. So you're welcome to family right here. So let's all pray together real quick, church. We're going to pray over those couple hands that went up. Dear Jesus, and you guys, we're all going to say this out loud together. Uh, and, and those who raised their hand and those who didn't, just so we are in agreement. Dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, to be the Lord of my life. I don't want to do this on my own anymore. I want you to take the steering wheel. I, I accept your forgiveness for all my mistakes, for all my sin. And I ask you now to come into my heart Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.